Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax. Just be reminded that where you are is exactly where God wants you, regardless of whether you think it. Think of it in terms of good, bad, or good, bad, or indifferent circumstances. That you know we're we're all working with what God has given us. The circumstances each one of us are in, they're circumstances that God has arranged for us for our good. That who we truly are, our spirit has agreed to it. So we've been talking about learning about the solical abilities that are in our soul that you were put on this earth with already. You have, just as in your physical being, you have abilities. You have abilities in your soul as well. And hopefully by now we have a good sense that while God is healing our soul, restoring our soul, giving us, renewing our mind, uh, improving our good judgment, hopefully hopefully better and better, to make good decisions, better decisions, while he is doing that to, to reunite our soul and spirit. While we're here on this earth, just as we've learned how to use our body, we are also to learn how our soul functions and how our soul works. Now we could say that we you know we really don't understand the soul. And one of the reasons that is is because we're we're using our soul. You are using your soul to listen to me. I am using my soul to speak to you. So it's not a an extremely high level of uh insight, communication that we're dealing with. We're still at a a lower level of the realities that are available to us, of the, the knowledge and wisdom and understanding and the power and the authority that's available to us. We're hardly using any of it. Now, there's that, that, example of we only use you know 10 percent of our brain that's not necessarily true but we won't get into that that's on the natural side on on our physical being we could also say that most of us are not in peak physical condition you know we get by we hopefully take care of ourselves but most of us are not olympic athletes most of us haven't made the most of our talents, our abilities, our physical, natural, innate abilities that each one of us God has gifted with. But we get by. And in a sense, each one of us, in the meantime, while while we're living our day-to-day lives, we are also accessing aspects of our soul ability that we don't even recognize. Part of our opportunity in our lives here on this earth is to better recognize 
the abilities that are, even if it's only 1%, that we are utilizing. And we can think of examples of, you know, when we're wondering, oh, where did I put my car keys? And we remember. You know, sometimes that's a brain memory thing. We go back, okay, okay, I put them down over there. We remember that. But sometimes it's your soul letting you know, providing you information that you didn't have. Likewise, you know, um, what happens to me a lot is, you know, just something else is going on today. You know, there's there's an appointment or an email you need to send, something like that. Well, that's... Those are solical abilities. And, and we do have a tendency to say, oh, you know, thank you, Lord, you know, which is fine. We're, we're also learning to be more appreciative. But it's really your soul. You're beginning to tap into the solical abilities that you already have in your soul. This is why... As we spend more time with him, there, we're going to experience an, increase, an increased awareness of our mind, will, and emotions. So as you go through your day, you want to have an increased awareness of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and the choices you're making. For instance, where to go to lunch. You know, say you're at work. Everybody wants to go so-and-so, but you're like, no, you know, uh, that's not what I want to do. And you could just say, well, I'm going to stay, you know, close to the office today. And an emergency comes up and you're there to handle it. Or something happens at home, excuse me, and you're there to handle it. The point being that that's a solical ability that you've tapped in, tapped into at a 1% level. Now, God wants you to tap in more. I'm not even saying 100%. Let's start with 10% from 1% because we're, we want to start doing it consciously. Likewise, emotions. We don't make decisions on our emotions. Our emotions are not reliable, a reliable source of fact. But they do bring joy to our lives and hopefully joy to others, and they can motivate us. But very often we misuse our emotions. We we. You, you know, have a tendency to use phrases like, well, I really feel God's presence. Well, what does that mean? It might mean something different to you than it does to me. So we ask God, okay, when I feel like that, when I, when I sense your presence, when I feel your presence, what is that? Well, right there you are already tapping into your soulical ability to sense his presence, to feel his presence, to be aware of his presence. When you get an insight, whether it's into a scripture, let's just say that, or you're, you're you know, at singing and worshiping God, and all of a sudden you feel a change, or maybe not even so sudden, but you notice something, or you have 
empathy for someone you know is going through something or even God gives you an insight there's you know you need to you know call your brother or spend time with your neighbor and even if you don't find out there that it was necessary you're accessing an aspect of your soulical abilities at 1%. Those are all aspects of your soul being connected to your spirit. That God's the one driving it. But you and I, we can learn how to make the most of our opportunity here on this earth. Just as, you know, we look at education, you know, um, if there's a, a, a field of study that you want to get into, let's say, you know, you want to become a brain surgeon, first thing you do is you find out how much education is going to be necessary for that. Then you look at, okay, would I be a good brain surgeon? And you start doing research about it, and then you start doing the work, and you start here's the, the, the 25 steps I'm going to need to do to become a brain surgeon. And then maybe on step five you go, you know what, I think I'd you know, rather do this, rather become a tennis pro. And you, you change, which you're perfectly acceptable to do. You, just because you're dedicated from steps one to five doesn't mean you have to completely go to 25 if your interests change, your abilities change, you're, a different, you're going to be a different person at step five than you are at step zero, step one. And that's God's timing. That's God's purpose for us. He, we're, you're not obligated to finish what you start. You're not obligated to, doesn't, doesn't bother God, doesn't bother other people. Now, think about, does it bother you? This is a lot, one of those places where our own belief systems, our family's belief systems, often run up against God's belief systems, our spirit, what is truth, who is truth. You know, example, you know, somebody may really feel like God really wants them to learn how to do sign language. I think I've used the example before. So they spend a lot of time learning sign language. And then they're done and they, you know, sort of graduate from the course. And then they're like, okay, they start praying for God to open a door for them to use the sign language. They make themselves available in the church. They make themselves available to civic organizations. And nobody takes them up on that offer. And they start wondering, did I miss God? Was I not supposed to learn how to do sign language? And over time, that person just finally hears from God about it that, you know, I gave you an assignment to learn sign language. You did that assignment. You're done now. We so often put in the results, fill in the blanks. If God has you doing something... Just do it. Just do that. If God has put something on your heart to, you know, like even learning these these solical abilities, 
um, let's say let's talk about speaking in tongues. If you're you don't have you know what people call a prayer language, if that's not something you participate in, that's a great thing to learn to do. Everybody can do it. Everybody can, because it's again a latent power of this of the soul. It's a soulical ability that you have right now. You have all of them. If you have a soul, you have the, all the soulical abilities. So if that's one, if there's another one, word of knowledge, healing, working miracles, the gift of faith, believing, believing for other people, that's what I'm kind of thinking really. I think we have a misunderstanding about what that gift of faith is. Don't think that gift of faith is for us. I think it's for other people, that we can be the intercessor between, between us and God. Give them, give them the strength and the, the change and the, whatever they need on their behalf that when, when others can't do it themselves. But, but that's just a, you know, a thing I'm thinking about. That that's, you know, the, the aspect of our soul that's part of who God is. We, that's true intercession. We stand in the gap. Not to get God to do something, but to actually be the one to do something on somebody else's behalf. So we all have our questions. We all have our the path that we're on. We see each other, pe- you know, other people on their paths. And sometimes our paths intersect and sometimes they run parallel and sometimes they go the op- exact opposite direction. That's fine. Because whatever your path is, it's being rolled out for you step by step by God. And your spirit knows the way. So think about if there's something in the soul ability. You know, we we talk about the you know the nine spiritual gifts, which are really soulical abilities. But it could be anything. God may have put something, you know, given you a curiosity about, you know, uh, how to solve a problem that maybe is in your industry or totally out of your industry. And he has given you a real curiosity and you're, you know, you're drawn to that. Go ahead and, and take that seriously. Spend the time, you know, ask the Lord, Lord, is this something that it's okay for me to spend time on this? Let's, you know, talk, let's say the, the, you know, the solution to the, you know, um, global climate change, whatever. In, pick pick anything. How how to solve the world's, you know, energy crisis? How to solve the world's food crisis? How to how to solve your community's trash problem? Anything. How how to you know fix this that the other thing? How to prevent earthquakes? Pick. Something, if it's something that keeps coming up, I wonder about that. Then just go ahead and spend time wondering about it. Take it seriously. Take notes. Do research. You know, Google it. You know, take time and read books. These are all ways that we use the abilities in our soul that God has given us. Now, that you know, again, you may... 
have a real desire to learn about, you know, how to solve the your local trash problem. And it, you may go, okay, well, I could do this, 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 and this. But, you know, that would take up a lot of time. I don't have time to do this, 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 and this. And then you ask God, God, is this something, is this the reason you wanted me to learn this, to come up with this idea so that I can clean up my community, get rid of all the trash in my community? And he might say, no, it was just to see, to show you that I could lead you by giving you ideas. And you go, okay. Now, on the other hand, you might say, yes, I'm going to teach you some leadership skills and some organizational skills and how to put up with people. And, yes, I do want you to start a community trash pickup, uh, you know, emphasis. There's, And this is part of our challenge. This is always going to be part of our challenge. God addresses each one of us, teaches each one of us, differently on his terms because you are unique and he loves your uniqueness he he doesn't ask us to all be you know um cookie cutter cookie cutter christians this is part of the challenge we have with relationships we 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 take on the whole idea of roles this is true whether we're talking about pastor you know uh, the sheep and the shepherd or boss and employee, or husband and wife and kids, we come up with these, okay, this is what a Christian role for this particular person and relationship would be, and then we try to be that. But think about what role means, R-O-L-E, you know, uh, be, having a role as a husband, having a role as a wife, has, having as a role as a uh, a pastor or a boss or an employee. Who who has roles? Actors. Actors and actresses have roles. That's not who they are. God wants you to be who you are. Now, he's given us some good reminders of who we are as a spirit being, like in the Ten Commandments and, you know, the whole, um, you know, the two that Jesus gave and even even the one that we've morphed, you know, do unto others as, if you, as you would have them do unto you, the golden rule. Those are all helpful and good. God wants to teach you what your true nature is. For instance, let's look at forgiveness. Forgiveness is so simple when you understand who you are. And some people do get the whole idea that forgiveness is not about letting, excuse me, letting the other person off the hook. It's not about the other person at all. That it that it actually frees you from what the other person did that they need forgiveness for. And that can include God. But when you find out that her, who you truly are, your spirit nature, you forgive because you are forgiving by nature. 
It's who you are. No other reason than that. It's not something you do. It's not something you choose to do. It's who you are. We've talked about the nature of God being love. You know, we come up with this huge, you know, catch-all. He is love. But he expresses his love through giving. By being creative, by meeting our needs. And if you and I have been born again and re-spirited, guess what our new nature is? Our new spiritual nature. Your new nature is love. My new nature is love. We used to have a big hole for that aspect of our being here on this earth because before we were regenerated, re-spirited by God, we had no access to the eternal life. Now your spirit is in the kingdom. Your spirit is experiencing all the eternal life it's ever going to get because your spirit is one with God. So your relationship with him is never the problem. And we're learning to trust him to make the changes that are necessary in our soul to be able to receive. Remember, he's the giver. To receive everything he wants to give us. But part of our new nature is also to give. And we start by giving our spirit to our soul. And as we become more and more aware of how our soul functions, our soul can more readily receive what our spirit is giving. Because we are the first partakers of God. Your body is the first partaker of a complete soul. And your soul is the first partaker of a complete spirit. And then it flows out through, from your spirit, through your soul, through your body, and into this earth. And sometimes I do believe soul to soul, maybe even spirit to soul, other people's souls. God can do what he wants. But you know what that means? That means we can do what we want. Then why aren't we? Why, why do we see so few miracles in Western civilization? Now we hear about, you know, different pockets. But how few individuals, you know, think again about Jesus. He was walking around teaching his disciples, this is how you are a healthy soul. Because they were not spirit. They were not Christians, the disciples. It was not possible for them to be Christians. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Uh, All the prophets, all the judges, you know, anybody since Adam, they were dead in their spirit. Whoever is the first, the least in the kingdom of God 
is greater than any of them. Because you and I have been respirited. Now we could get go off into a whole other tangent about time and and how God restored Jesus, the reconciliation of all things. That's a whole other uh, three-year conversation. But for now, start recognizing what God is doing in your life right now that could be giving you an indication of how your soul is being restored to your spirit. And don't think you need to use it to bring glory to God. You know, oh, I can't remember where I, where I put my keys. And then you see, you know, a little flash, this is where they are. They're under the paper when you brought in the mail. You go, ah, okay, yep, there they are. Or you left them in the car. Or when you go out. I did that not too long ago, and the keys had slipped between the seat, and they were under the seat now. Because I don't know how many times, and I kept coming in, going, okay, God, where are the my second set of keys? I was getting kind of frustrated because all he kept on saying was they're in the car. And I'd go out and look, and I finally asked, where in the car? He said, under the seat. Okay, so... Still took, you know, some contortion, but I found them. But I learned something there. It's a conversation. We're having a conversation. We're we're having an education. This is a process. It's the process that matters. I don't know, you know, God's timing for this earth and for all the people on it. You know, an asteroid could hit this little blue marble in space and we're gone. He might have, you know, a different plan for this little space in our solar system. Or we could exist, this, this you know, human species with the spirit, soul, and body could exist on this planet for a trillion, trillion years. Then again, God could just have that thought. And you and I could start walking around with the fullness of Christ. Not just in our spirit, but in our soul and our body as well. I sometimes wonder what that would be like, and I think it would just freak us out so much. You know, I think of that that scripture about, you know, no man sees God and lives. It's because we wouldn't be able to handle it. And experiencing Christ, experiencing spirit, our our soul isn't ready to receive it yet. And that's what God's goal is, is that your soul be able to receive your spirit. Again, so that we would be one, spirit, soul, and body. But start where you're at. Where... What is it that God, and take it objectively, take it seriously. Take it as encouragement from God when these little things happen. 
you know, even if it's simple as, you know, God very often, you know, has has given me fragrances, you know, cinnamon or um, honeysuckle, where I, it's not occurring naturally, you know, like honeysuckle in the middle of winter. And it's an encouragement that, okay, my natural senses can pick up, draw my attention. My solical senses should be able to do that far better. You know, so many of us want to have, get a, receive a telegram from God or an angelic visit. And let me just say, the goal is that we don't need those. That we can pick up on his subtlety on his call, on his enticements where we don't need an angelic visitation to make a decision, to get direction, to be healed, where we've, we've seen the signals, we've received the message well before then. That doesn't mean that we're not going to get an angelic visitation. It's just going to be to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And we need to hear that every now and then, don't we? Because if we're going to put it off till the sweet by and by, whatever that means to you, that all we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If it's in the sweet by and by, it's too late, isn't it? You don't have any time to correct anything. So become aware. Start taking notes. Take a journal about any aspect of the soulical abilities that you have in your soul that you might have been overlooking and start taking them seriously. They may not mean anything. They may not be pointing to you to something bigger. But just taking note will encourage the process to go more or obviously, more clearly in front of you. You'll see the signs more quickly. You'll sense his presence more quickly. So be encouraged. This is fun. This is not about, there's no pressure. Enjoy the ride. And if you've got any questions, feel free to drop me a line at dianatherainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.